Hello, I'd like to welcome you all to the Department of Defense's Bloggers Roundtable for Wednesday, December 8, 2010. My name is Petty Officer William Selby with the Office of the Secretary of Defense Public Affairs, and I'll be moderating the call today. A note to the bloggers on the line, please remember to clearly state your name and blog or organization in advance of your question. Respect our guest time, keeping questions succinct and to the point. Today our guest is World War II Navy Cross recipient and fighter ace William E. Bill Davis. Davis will share the details of his October 1944 bombing attack that sunk the Japanese aircraft carrier Zukaku. I hope I said that right, Mr. Davis. Uh, as close as I could come. <laughs> the Zukaku held a special uh, place in the minds of the Navy pilot in 1944. Uh, in 1941, Bill Davis was an engineering student about to graduate from the University of Pennsylvania and go to work for RCA when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Like most young men his age, his plans were quickly thrown out the window. Bill joined the Navy, earned his pilot wings, became an, air, an aircraft carrier fighter pilot, and with his unit found himself in the Pacific where he, was shot down, where he shot down seven Japanese planes in aerial combat. But there's more to this story about a fighter ace. In October of 1944, Bill led an attack, attack on the Japanese aircraft carrier Zukaku and sunk her, thus, militarily at least, providing closure. The Zukaku was the last remaining aircraft carrier afloat that had taken part in the surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor. To a Navy man, Bill's bomb found a very important target, and for his incredible bravery that day, the Navy awarded him their highest honor, the Navy Cross. Uh, with that, sir... <clears throat> And I'll move on to uh, the blogger that is uh, that has joined us, who is John McCandless, in just a second. But uh, we received a question from Dale Kissinger, and basically all he wanted to ask you was uh, what the air engagement was like uh, when you uh, sunk the Zukaku, and what did you do exactly, um, what earned you the Navy Cross, which was kind of explained, but if you could go a little bit more in depth. Yeah. We uh, had flown north with a group that Halsey took north to uh, find that you could see the entire jet fleet uh, on the horizon. And we circled for a minute. Our air group commander was target coordinator, so he held us off until he was satisfied and gave us the word to go. I hadn't happened to be with the high cover, and my division leader dove right from that spot, which we were up at about 20,000 feet, and started down, and I knew right off that we were going to end up too fast and too flat, and we weren't going to get a hit, and I decided I hadn't come all that distance to miss, so I pulled out of the group and went, let the plane coast back up um, to about uh, 12, by that time, 12,000 feet and just kept going until I was directly over the Zuikaku. I stalled the airplane and went straight down, which is somewhat hazardous in a fighter plane because you pick up too much speed. With a dive bomber, you have the big dive brakes that keep you slow, but I didn't care about that. Uh, the thing that uh, astounded me was the amount of anti-aircraft fire. There were two clouds forming one at 10,000 feet and one at about 4,000 feet of continuously exploding shells. And I knew there was no chance to fly through that and come out the other end, but I still didn't care. I was going to get my hit. And I went down, went through both clouds, 
without uh, taking a single hit, which is hard to imagine, and went fairly low. I did not look at my altimeter before I pulled the bomb release, but it was low. I pulled the release and pulled out and, of course, blacked out. So I am flying, in effect, blind, going by the sound of the engine and things of that sort. I finally decided I must be level by this time, so I let the stick go forward, and blood came back to my brain, what was left of it, and uh, I could uh, see again. And I was actually clipping the spray from the waves. Another five feet would have done it, but, but I had not been hit. And, of course, I could not actually see that I had a hit. That was information was supplied to me from our photo plane that was flying up above uh, after we got back from this uh, jaunt. But I pulled out and was kind of marveling that I was still alive when I looked up and saw I was flying into the side of a Japanese ship, the Oyota. And I pulled back on, on the stick and could not get the nose up. I think I have a suspicion I had supersonic flow over the tail surfaces and had almost almost no control of the plane. But while I was wrestling with this, I pulled the stick a little bit to the side and realized I had aileron control. So just as I got before I hit the ship, I rolled it on the, the plane on its side so I was 90 degrees uh, vertically above the ship and went through between the number two gun turret and the bridge. And I could see the Japanese crew in on the bridge, manning the wheel and so forth and so on, all in dress whites. I have a feeling that that was because they expected to die that day. There was one man there I took to be an admiral because of the uniform, complete with samurai sword. And I went on, of course, past at very extremely high speed. And I'm flying away, and I thought I should be taking evasive action. But, you know, at those high Gs, it wasn't any fun. But I did, and I no sooner turned than there was an explosion where I would have been. I turned back. I did this three times. Each time they laid a shell right on me if I had not turned. So there was a cloud there, and I went up into the cloud and did a 360 and came out and <laughs> headed back to rejoin the group. When we got word from the air group commander, he said they're taking what is probably the admiral's uh, staff off the ship. And by this time, the Oyoto had pulled in behind the Zuikaku, and the Zuikaku was already starting to sink, and the, uh, the staff were lining up on the stern and jumping from the Zuikaku onto the bow of the Oyoto. So the skipper said, that's no doubt the admiral's crew they're taking up. Go back and strafe them. So a few of us that got that answer uh, went back and strafed them, both on the Oyoto and on the Zuikaku. And I just hoped against hope that that was the same crew that was on board that ship when they attacked Pearl Harbor. Thank you very much, sir. And... Uh John, you can go ahead and ask, uh, you know, fire away. Thank you. Uh, uh, Mr. Davis, I'm John McCandless. I write for the Navy Log, which is the Navy Memorial um, blog on the NavyMemorial.org uh, site. Uh, first, thank you for your service in World War II. I wasn't born until 47, and I, I served uh, 
32 uh, year career in the Navy Reserve and, and enjoyed it, but uh, uh, never was quite in harm's way um, as you were. Um, wanted to know, did you, did you and, the, and, and the air group you were with know it was the Zui uh, Kaku that you were looking forward to, and did you know the history of the ship that it was one of the carriers that had uh, attacked Pearl Harbor? Not at the time that we t- uh, it went through this attack, no. Uh, it, we did know, just from looking at it, that it was one of two large carriers the Japanese ever had. This was comparable in size to our Essex class, um, and there were two of them originally, the Shokaku and the Zuikaku. Mm-hmm. The Shokaku was sunk in the Battle of the Coral Sea, but we did not know when we made this attack. In fact, it was quite some time afterwards before I learned all of this. Were you flying uh, the Hellcat at the time, or what, what aircraft were you in? Yes, F-6F, right. And how many other aircraft were involved in the uh, in the raid? In the, well, there were a number of air groups in addition to our own that mm-hmm. attacked uh, other ships. There were other carriers. And I don't think I know the n- number of the total. We supplied 36 altogether between fighters and dive bombers and torpedo bombers. And we it's been uh, a couple of years since your uh, uh, book has been out. Um, I'm kind of fascinated by it. As a matter of fact, in my research today, getting ready for this interview, I ordered a copy on Amazon.com, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, but it, it, it uh, talk a little bit of maybe about your book. Uh, uh, it, it, of course, uh, uh, has a recount of, of that day when the Zuikaku was that you, you got the hit on the Zuikaku. And was awarded when you were awarded the Navy uh, Navy Cross. Uh, but what what other aspects of the war does the uh, does your book go into? Well, it actually it's kind of a history by itself. When the war was over, uh, everyone had been in the service, and no one I knew ever told war stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just uh, was passed over. But my family and I took up skiing. And it's a long drive from West L.A. up into the Sierra Mountains. And we'd drive up at that time before FM radio and so forth. You couldn't get anything the other side of the Sierra. So we were driving up, and my one of my daughters said, Daddy, tell us war stories. And I hadn't thought of telling them, and particularly to girls and so forth. So I didn't think they'd be interested. So I tried to pick out the funny ones. And uh, it became a routine when we went skiing. I told stories going up and back, and finally I had to tell more and more. So my daughter's been after me all these years afterwards to write it. Fortunately, I had kept a diary. I didn't know we weren't allowed to keep diaries. Somehow that directive missed me. So I had something to work from and a map of all of our uh, movements throughout the Pacific. So I sat down finally and uh, and wrote it. Did not expect to get it published. Uh, the first publisher jumped on it, which thrilled me. And uh, the reviews were extremely good. So uh, that's kind of the background. Uh, it, it's, the book starts with my graduating from the University of Pennsylvania and having five days before I had to report to the Navy, which was the University of North Carolina, for pre-flight, and it takes me through the whole thing, 
the training. Uh, incidentally, I, at the time I volunteered for the Naval Air Corps, I'd never been in an airplane. <laughs> Uh, my first instructional flight was the first uh, flight I ever had in an airplane. And that instructor did everything he could, I think, to get me to quit because we did about a half hour of aerial maneuvers. I really thought he was going to tear the wings off the plane. <laughs> but uh, it takes it on through until I'm out of the Navy at the end of the war. Fascinating, fascinating. If you don't mind, sir, how old are you right now? Uh, I'm 89. 89. In a couple of weeks, I'll be 90. Uh, early happy birthday to you. Thank you. And, uh, John, did you have any more follow-ups? Just wondered if, uh, you, you, when the book came out, I'm sure you did a uh, number of book signings. Have you, have you done uh, 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 talks and, and, and lectures uh, out in California or other parts of the country? I've given a number of talks particularly in uh, my local area, and uh, and further, but no real travels. I have done some uh, radio talk show interviews. I haven't made it to a big time uh, on, on camera interview with any of the talk shows, which I would love to do. Excellent. Well, thank you. It's the most interesting story. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, receiving the book. Good. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure I am. I, I read the reviews uh, uh, that were posted, and uh, uh, quite complimentary to your uh, your writing skills. They certainly were, because as an engineering student, you don't yeah. get an awful lot of English courses. Thank you, sir. Uh, sir, I'd like to say thank you also for your time today. Uh, I apologize for more of the bloggers not coming aboard, uh, the, all the ones that we had signed up at least. Um, do you have any closing comments that you'd like to make, sir? Oh, <laughs> let's see. I hadn't really thought about uh, that that line. So other than to say, I I hate to say in a way, I enjoyed my time in the Navy about four and a half years very, very much. Uh, I liked almost every aspect of it and uh, loved the, the men that I was associated with both at the very local level in our own squadron. Everyone there was a volunteer, and uh, they were all in there and anxious. No one ever begged off a flight. Uh, I don't know whether we were exceptional, but I have a feeling it was like that throughout the Naval Air Corps, and I was very proud to be part of it. Well, thank you very much, sir, and uh, thank you to John for your, all your questions today. Uh, today's program will be available online at the blogger's link on DOTLive.mil, where you'll be able to access a story based on today's call along with those source documents such as the audio file and print transcript. Uh, again, thank you very, very much to everybody who participated, uh, Mr. William Davis, uh, Bill Davis, and to John McCandless. Uh, we appreciate your time. This concludes today's event. Feel free to disconnect.